thank all the other people that have traveled and visited. I can see some of our Wellington friends. And uh, there's people here from Hamilton and from Palmerston. Wherever you're from, we're so glad that you're with us. Amazing. I want to just open up the scripture for you this morning. And uh, something I really believe in my heart that I feel what God is doing in this time in our life, in my life, and us as a church. Thank you, worship team. Amazing. And uh, I exaggerate not that there's been a, a challenge and a struggle, but it's, in the midst of that, I've been considering in my own heart, God, what are you doing here? If you, uh, you may be aware, or you, you may not be aware, but even with our recent elections here, there was a contention for power. It wasn't just a matter of voting, but behind the scenes, there is a contention for power. Who's got it, who wants it, who needs it? There's a contention for power. When, uh, when we were getting ready for this, uh, one of the things I felt in my heart was that uh, there was going to be, or our nation needs an, a fresh move or fresh uh, outpouring of God's power in our nation. Hello. We need a fresh outpouring of God's power in our nation. And so this morning, what I want to preach to you is about a power shift. Can somebody say power shift? I can't hear you. Power shift. I believe from my heart this morning that there is going to be a power shift in your life. Hello. Come on. You may be here today and you may be under a demonic power. There may be, you may have been contesting in a place of your life. Maybe it's financially, maybe it's in your heart, maybe it's emotionally. Wherever you are contesting, I believe that today you are going to start to experience a power shift in your life. That is why I believe that we've had such a contention. Interesting, when I got on the, uh, when I was just talking to Apostle Tamarit, and uh, he knew that we were having a fight to get this thing to happen. And it's not just about having a guest speaker come, it's far more, it's far more deeper than that. And uh, when we finally got him to the airport, and uh, literally, this is how close it got. My, my, my wonderful sister managed to email the e-tickets just as they arrived to the airport. So we've got that close. <laughs> and uh, even the visa came literally at the last minute. And, uh, and the first thing Apostle Tamarit said to me when, I, when we talked over the, over the phone, all I could do was just laugh, the fact that he was there. He, was there. he said to, just said a few words, the devil is defeated. The devil is defeated. Now I want to encourage you, whatever you are facing today, the devil is defeated. Let's open up the scripture here this morning, Mark chapter 2, verse 1 to 12. And Jesus returned to Capernaum, and after a few and a few days later, the good news went out that he was at home. And so many people gathered together that there was no longer any room for them, not even near the door. And Jesus was discussing with them the Word of God. He was preaching, probably preaching a great message. Then they came to him, bringing a paralyzed man who was being carried by four men. When they were unable to get to him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above Jesus. Somebody say, I'm removing the roof today. Oh, come on. There's a bit of faith in you. I'm removing the roof today. And when they had dug out an opening, somebody say, I'm going to dig this morning. Hello. <laughs> when they had dug out an opening, they let down the mat on which the paralyzed man was lying. And when Jesus saw their act of faith springing up from confidence in him, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. 
But then some of the Facebook uh, crowd and some of the Facebook scholars were sitting around having a good old scoff and saying, who the heck is this apostle anyway? Who is this man of God? And I said, yeah, well, it's... Some of the scribes were sitting in the, debating in their hearts, reasoning the implication of what he had said. Why does this man talk like this? As he is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins? Who can remove guilt, nullify sin's penalty, and assign righteousness except God alone? And immediately, Jesus, being aware of their hostility, the Bible says hostility, when there is a, a, a cynicism in people's heart, when people start to get skeptical about the things of God, you notice the response Jesus said. He said in one version, why do you think evil in your heart? He also said, uh, he also sensed their hostility. And knowing in his spirit they were thinking this, he said, why are you debating and arguing these things about in these things in your heart? Which is easier to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and pick up your mat and walk. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has power and authority on earth. Somebody say, power on earth. Power on earth. Oh, come on, I can't hear you. Somebody say, Son of Man has power on earth. All oh, right, now we're talking. To forgive sins. And he said to the paralyzed man, I say to you, get up, pick up your mat and go home. And he got up and immediately, he didn't dilly-dally around, he didn't argue, he didn't debate about it, he didn't do anything like that. The Bible says that immediately he did not reason in his heart, he did not argue, he did not sit there and say, well, this, that, and the other thing. He did not say that you don't know what kind of troubles I'm experiencing. He didn't say that you don't know how this curse came up. He didn't do anything. All he said was, he didn't say anything. He just picked up his mat, he got up to his feet and picked up his mat. Immediately. He picked up his mat and went out before them all. And so they were all astonished and they glorified and praised the Lord saying, we have never ever seen anything like this. When I was reading this and what I was sensing about what I believe God has been doing in our, in our church and your life and my heart and, um, and what he's been doing in our community and what I believe what's happening in our nation is this. I believe this whole piece of scripture is about power. Amen. It is about power. It's not just about power, but it is about a power shift. It is about a shift from who has it, who doesn't have it, who needs it. And why is it being withheld? When you think about it, the whole piece of Scripture is about a power shift. Somebody that didn't have power. A group of people, the church, didn't have power. Somebody had power and somebody received power. Somebody received the power shift in their life that what they had been under all their life or instantly was shifted. Yes. And overnight, just in the midst of a moment, the whole world changed. Yeah. And I believe in my heart right now, I'm convinced of this, based on all that we've been, because I believe that people here today in our church, your church, our nation is about to experience a power shift. Yeah. When power shifts, or when it is about to shift. When it shifts or when it's about to shift, there is always friction. Power never shifts with no other effect. How many people know what I'm talking about? 
You may have been finding yourself arguing and bickering at home. Calling all sorts of names. You may have experienced friction in your finances, friction in your heart, friction in different places around you, friction in various parts of your life. The fact that there is friction means this to me. One, that something is getting ready to shift inside of your life. I don't know about you, but I need a power shift. Somebody here, if you need a power shift in your life somewhere. Interesting, I was was considering it. There are churches, it says the Bible says that there were so many people gathered together that there was no room for any of them, not even near the door. And Jesus himself was preaching. There are churches and individuals whose lives are full of stuff. Some good stuff, some not so good stuff. There are churches that are full with programs. There were individuals, their life was full with a whole bunch of trivial stuff. In fact, they've got no room for anything else. No room for prayer, no room to even come to the church. Some people today, their work life has got so full that they can barely even get a an hour to come to church. Full of stuff. Good stuff, bad stuff. There's a lot of churches today that are full of good preaching. But what was lacking, even in these wonderful churches that were preaching the Word of God, good Christian people whose lives are dedicated to the Lord, wonderful things, but no power. No power. Jesus himself was in a full house. People were excited, but there was no power. Many Christians, we tithe, we pray, we read the Bible, we do some good things, but there's no power shift in our life or very little power shift. Apostle Tamarit's message last night in the spirit of wisdom and revelation, if you, if you, if you grasp it, It's not just good ideas. It's about a power shift that wants to happen inside of your life. See, every person, our communities, our government, under every system in our world, there is a power behind it. There was one, there was both a power and there was a doctrine behind it. That is why uh, Daniel, when he was in Babylon, he refused to drink, uh, he refused to eat the king's, king's meat. And he also refused to drink the king's wine. In other words, behind every system, there is a doctrine and there is a power. Hello? Every system, behind the government, behind the education, behind the finances, even in religious systems, behind every system, there is both a power and a doctrine. That is why we need both the truth of God's Word, but also a power shift to be able to shift it. His prophetic words were about one, shifting power, and two, building faith inside people's lives. When you look at their story, the Bible says that man was a paralytic. He was a man who was broken. Part of his life was damaged. He had a voice. He could make a sound, but he had no, he had no power. And for a prophetic picture, that is very much how many people live. Even as Christians, we can talk a lot. We can post a lot of good stuff on Facebook. But when it comes to the mahi, there is no power. 
when I was in a, I had the opportunity, I got invited to sit in a, in a, in a, in a, um, in a sitting the other day where we welcomed a new judge, uh, a district court judge, into a place of power. He, he was promoted from a lawyer to become a district court, district court judge. When you consider that, that there is a place of power. Why? Because he, he distributes law. Law is based upon precedents or statutes. So here we have a man that was placed into a position of power. As I sat in that room, one of the things I noticed was this. One, there was only about three, uh, three Māori people in there. The rest of it was white people in suits. As far as I'm aware, there was only one other Christian in that place. As I was sitting in there, I thought, here is a place that needs to experience the power of God. What we need is young Māori, young Pacific Islanders, filled with the power of God, can break through poverty, they can break through the limitations, the power that's been placed over their life. That they can rise up, not just in supernatural power, but in a place of power where law is distributed, where justice is distributed. Again, a lot of Christians, got a lot of big voices, but when it comes down to it, no, no power to shift nothing. I believe, my heart, the reason we have such an apostle coming into this place is to help us shift the power in our life. Power is simply this, and we're gonna to start to pray for people shortly. Power is simply this, is to be able or it is, and or it is the ability to cause or to make something shift or move. It is a, is a type of strength. It's the ability to cause something to shift. It doesn't really matter what it is. It's just the ability to cause something to move, something to change, something to go from here to here. And whenever something moves, there will be friction. I don't know about what you're experiencing in your life right now, but something in my life and something in this church needs to move from here to here. And to here. And to here. Somebody say the roof is the limit, the sky is the limit. Church needs some, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, you'll figure it out. There are different types of power in the world, but each power has a source. You have obviously physical power. Mr. T knows a little bit about that. If you think about finance, finance is a power. Debt is a power that holds over people. Debt is a power. Some people can never break through finances. Always, always covered with debt. Debt is a power that brings shame over people's lives. I am determined in this coming year that we're gonna see a shifting forward, prosperity. We're gonna see a power shift in wealth. Yes! Wealth is a power. At the end of the day, when it comes down to it, 
If you're mummy or daddy and you got the wallet and those kids are there asking for something, whoever got the money is making the decision. Whoever got the money, got the, got the power. The Bible says the borrower is subject to the lender. Make no doubt about it. There is a power, there is a power that needs to be shifted in the body of Christ. The Bible says that He gives power to gain wealth. So there is power over finances. There is relational power. I'm going to bring this right to the home. Bullying is never a joke. Husbands bullying your wives. Wives bullying husbands. There's all types of bullying, you know. Bullying is never a joke. Never joke about it. Because at the, at the core of bullying, it is simply this. Bullying is simply about power. It's about somebody that has a power lack and is trying to get power from somebody else. Bullying is demonic. Some people here, you have experienced, you are under the oppression of being bullied. And there's going to be a power shift in your life today. See, what bullying does is this. What bullying does is this. Even it can be subtle, just stupid and sarcastic jokes. It still does the same thing. What it does is it keeps people from rising to their full potential. Church has got no place for bullying. Either from a ministry. Sometimes pastors can be bullies. Bullying is totally about power. There's political power. There's intellectual power. There's natural power. But there's one power that trumps every power. And that is spiritual power. This power can influence and trump all the powers. And that is the power that Jesus made available for the church. Political power. The power that Jesus gave the church, you and I, trumps political power. It trumps relational power. It trumps financial power. It trumps natural power. The power that Christ has made available to you and I has the power to cause the sun to stand still. It has the power to say, rain, stop there and move there. The Bible says that Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly and the rain stopped. And then he prayed again and the rain started again. A man just like you and me. If you're a man. If you're a woman, it's kind of the same thing, you know. But there needs to be a fresh power shift in the church. See, power is accessed by one thing, and that is by faith. The source of that is the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that Jesus was anointed of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that all power and authority on heaven and 
has been given unto him. So by faith, we have access into the power that is made available for us. Fear also is a power. Fear will suck power from you. That's one to Timothy. He said, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and a sound mind. Whatever you are afraid of has power over you. If you are afraid or avoid finances, it is going to be have power over you. I love what um, Adam and Tash did. I, don't, I hope you don't mind me telling you. But one of the things that they did, they changed their position on how they handled or how they approached their finances. Made it a fun activity to, to work it through. Do it over a glass of wine. Do it over, have some fun and working it out. And in doing so, shifted the power. Now prospering. Jesus saw their faith. Faith always has a, a visible outworking. And they asked the question, which is easier? The physical demonstration. What is easier? To forgive the heart, forgive the, forgive the man of sin, which you can't see. Or to say, get up and walk. Interesting question. But our, our, our faith or the physical demonstration validates what goes on in the inside of our heart. Interesting, and I want to finish up with this. Then Jesus spoke to the man. Because I believe that in this place right now, I believe His presence is here. I believe that no matter what you are experiencing, no matter what power has dominated or is restricting your life or creating you in a, or forcing you into a place of powerlessness, whatever that is, that there can shift today. The presence of God is surely in this place. So what then will it take for it to be shifted? What will it take? And I believe it's the response from the man. And often we, we read through all that piece of Scripture, but we miss out the most important part, which is right at the, right at the end. He said, when Jesus spoke to the man, he responded instantly. He got up to his feet. He stood up. At the end of the day, if you get a prophetic word, if you face some challenges, you've still just got to keep getting up to your feet. You've just at some point, at some point you can rec you receive the word, you can receive a prophetic word, you can receive God's going to bless you and do this and wonderful things in your life and all these sort of things. But at the end of the day, if you do not get up to your feet, one of the things you don't see is Jesus trying to wrestle him to his feet. For some people, I've got to try and wrestle to you to your feet. It's not going to work for you. There's no faith there. What else do you need? Jesus said, get up and walk. Get up. What else do you need? I can counsel you for 10 years. And you'll still be lame. Because you don't make a decision to get up and make an effort to shift the power of your life. The prophet has not come to solve your problems. He has not come to solve my problem. Oh. He's not the magic pill for the church. 
The question is, is there faith that He can ignite in the place here? Sometimes you've just got to stop, stop quitting. He said, pick up his, he, he picked up what the Bible says, immediately he got to his feet. The second thing he did was he picked up his mat. What was once, what once carried the man was now carried by the man. Maybe you didn't catch me on that one. What once carried the man is now being carried by the man. What you can see now by the man's faith, by his response, there was a power shift in his life. For maybe for you, maybe debt has been something that has been under your life. It's been a power shift. Situations, the, the, the word bad simply refers to this. It means situations that you have chosen to accept, that you have chosen to live with or do nothing about. Sitting on a bed is like sitting on a situation, a condition that you have accepted for too long. Waiting. Waiting. When I went to, one of the big lessons I've learned over the time in getting Apostle Tamarit was this. Don't quit too early. Don't quit. Keep fighting. Keep rising. Keep rising. Keep rising. Keep pushing until you get a shift. I want to honour my wife, Kate, for um, standing with me in prayer. When I was out there shaking my fist at God, why? Why have you forsaken me? <laughs> Don't you care if I'm drowning? I had a couple of those. I'm not afraid to admit it. I had a few of those. But in the midst of it, I had to think, well, maybe, Lord, you're just trying to just see what I've got inside of me. See what it takes for me to quit and give up because there are greater things that are in front of us than this. I accepted no too early until somebody gave me a call and said, let's have another go. Let's keep pushing, let's keep pushing. Let's keep pushing and make this thing happen. There's a contention in the spirit. I'm gonna keep pushing. I'm gonna keep rising. I'm not gonna just settle for this. I'm not gonna settle for nothing. I'm gonna keep rising until I get what I believe that God has for us. For us as a church and for us as individuals and me myself included, We've been in a similar situation, content with good messages, but no power or very little. We are called to demonstrate power, not just in the spirit, but power demonstrated on the earth. And in closing, I want to say this. In Luke chapter 18, verse 8, Jesus said, these, he said this word. However, when the Son of Man comes again, will He find this kind of persistent faith on the earth? Will He find this kind of persistent faith on the earth? Will he find a bunch of Christians that'll just tap out their opinions on Facebook? Or will he find a bunch of Christians? They're not gonna give up. They keep rising. They're gonna shift the power. They're gonna shift the power of oppression. They're gonna shift political power. We're gonna shift natural forces. We're gonna shift finances.
give Jesus a shout of praise. Come on. Some of you, you've felt you're in the friction right now. Maybe it's a relational friction, financial friction. You are feeling the friction and you know in your heart as I've been preaching that you're involved in a power shift, a power shift that something needs to shift in or off your life. Maybe it's in, in, your, in your heart. Maybe it's in your finances. Maybe it's in your business. Maybe it's in the spirit. Maybe it's something that you're believing for. Something that you've been contending for and it's like it's been pushing you. I believe that you are going to experience a power shift in your life. If that is you, if that is you, I want you to get out of your seat. Come to the front. The Bible said the man moved immediately. He didn't wait for five minutes or he just moved. He just moved. He just responded. Some of you have experienced poverty for generations today. I'm believing that its power will be shattered on your life. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Jesus, I thank you for your presence here. Jesus, we fix our eyes upon you. We fix our heart, we fix our attention. Father, we fix our eyes upon you, not our circumstance. Thank you, Jesus, that all power, somebody say all power, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto you. Jesus, today, I stand on that victory that you won. By faith, I access that power of the Holy Spirit and by faith in my heart today, I arise today. I arise in my heart. I arise in my spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, every demonic power that has held me in bondage, that has held my family in bondage, that has held my finances in bondage, in the name of Jesus, I command you to shift right now. Shift. Shift in Jesus' name. Shift in Jesus' name. Shift in Jesus' name. Shift. Shift in Jesus' name. Come on, arise in your heart today. Shift in Jesus' name. Shift in Jesus' name. Shift in Jesus' name. Get a prayer to prayer ministry. Just come and lay hands. Shift in Jesus' name. Shift in Jesus' name. 
right now. In Jesus' name. for a financial shift. If you are believing for a shift in your finances, lift your hands up. It doesn't really matter where it is currently, but if you're believing for a shift, maybe you are here and you're a millionaire, it doesn't really matter. God wants to shift you into the hundred million dollar. Maybe you're here and you're in debt, wherever your space is, I'm believing for a shift forward. Lift your hands up if you're believing for a financial shift. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that it is you that owns the cattle on a thousand hills. It is you, Lord Jesus, that gives the power to create wealth. Father, in the name of Jesus, we stand against every spirit of poverty. We break your power today in the name of Jesus. I speak right now into finances. Be moved, be shifted right now in Jesus' name. Be shifted right now, be shifted right now. Where there's been finance withheld, be shifted. Where there's been finance stolen, be restored tenfold in Jesus' name. Be restored tenfold, be restored tenfold. Restored tenfold in Jesus' name. lift your hands. Just lift your hands. Holy Spirit, we welcome your presence. If you have to go, go, but I can sense the presence of the Lord is here. Just lift your hands in His presence. Holy Spirit, we love you.
strengthen your people today, Holy Spirit. Breathe over your people today. Come, Holy Ghost. We love you so much. We love you so much. There's going to be a relation. I can see relational shifts happening. Relational shifts. It is the heart. It is the heart of the Father. That sons are restored. That daughters are restored. That relationships are restored. Father, today. Lord, you said that you'd turn the hearts, that you would turn the hearts. Lord, for the people here that have got loved ones that are estranged, that are apart. Father, we ask today that you'd turn the hearts. You'd bring daughters back home. You'd bring sons home. You would restore brothers and sisters together. Father, let your love come and touch every heart here today. Father, I bless your people. I bless your whanau today, Lord. Lord, as we prepare our hearts today to receive your prophet, to receive the man of God, Lord, I pray today, Lord, even right now, that you would stir our hearts, that you would speak to us. Pray for my brother Walega from Ethiopia. I pray, Lord, that you would bless his church today. I pray, Lord, that you would outpour over his church today. We welcome him. We welcome his ministry into this country. Pray, Lord, that your presence would touch him. Pray for Andrew and Joe, Lord, that I pray for their church. I thank you, Lord, for your hand upon them. Pray, Lord, that you would bless them. I pray, Lord, that you would cause a shifting in their church forward in Jesus' name. Touch them, Lord. Touch their family. Touch their family. I thank you for their home, Lord. Thank you that even right now that you release your angels over their home. I thank you for Bruce and Marlene, Lord. I thank you today for your presence. I thank you for a financial shift in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that you are a God that, that, that provides above our expectations. Thank you, Lord, for abundant favor over their project today in Jesus' name. Lord God's people said, I don't know if Rocky and Jenny, if you are here, pray for you today, pray for your family, pray your hearts to pray for your home pray for your business and your, your investments pray right now that there be a wealth shift in your life a wealth shift upwards as you have showed kindness of yours, as you have prayed and supported behind the scenes I pray Lord would pour out and honour you abundantly before men in Jesus name 